podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly view system deal. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto loan rates as slow as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. I, I can't get these memories out of my mind And some kind of madness is started After another dose of Liverpool madness, it's the day trippers. Mad and maddening, batshit mental and infuriating. Welcome to Brendan Rodgers' Liverpool 2.0. Post Suarez, loaded with new talent and yet without much of a clue what to do with that roundy yoke they all chase about. We, like you, were reduced to gibbering husks by the events in London on, on Sunday, but as we were doing a live gig, we weren't drinking, so you only have the normal level of tripper incoherence to deal with. Tonight, we'll take a look back at the most dramatic of wins. We'll stare incredulously, ever style, at the upcoming fixtures against Real Madrid and Hull. And we'll discuss the topics suggested by you in Tripper's chat. Joining me in the bunker tonight are Daddy Ray Care, Ray Brady, Stonebolt crowd favourite Dave Thomas, Alan Shearer appreciator Paul Brennan, and Sunday hangover fear merchant Phil Casey. Right. Review time, QPR 2, Liverpool 3. Um, let's start with Simon Mignolet because basically, what the fuck? Um, after Brendan denying that there's going to be a Spanish import um, very recently to Guillaume Balaguer there, uh, makes it didn't seem any more comfortable. I made a lot of excellent saves, which is uh, going to come up later on, I think, from the man on my left. But he also scared the crap out of us, did he not, Dave Thomas? Well, he was atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. I mean, he makes one great save from Fair. Um, that's a that's a very good save, right? Mm. But 
he is like a wet wipe back there. He, there is no substance to him at all. He's a, a wet wipe. <laughs> He's like a wet wipe. He can't even flush him down the toilet. Can't flush him. There's just nothing about him. He's just, oh my God, he drives me bananas. And we were watching it, actually I was with you guys and we were watching it and this wasn't us now, our own observations. But during the match, how many times did someone randomly or several people randomly yeah, in the else. pub shout, where's the keeper? Right, because every time the ball went in the eighteen-yard box, he was on his line. Yeah, but eighty percent of those shows were rubbish. But anyway, like, I, I, but you know, no, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. Go on, go on, go on. No, it was it was bandwagon shit. There was no, 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 I, I, no, I can on. understand twenty percent of them because there was definitely twenty twenty percent of the occasions when he should have been there. The, the, how he, he's so glued to his line, it's not funny at times. And we're talking about simple balls over the top. The uh, you know the top quality goalkeepers come out and sweep. You know they, they come out and sweep. Whereas air the Defense has to backtrack to 5, 10, 15 yards extra because he doesn't come out, he just doesn't come out to the edge of his box. But your favourite goalkeeper is Neuer, right? <coughs> mm. Right. All of those shouts, where's the keeper? He comes for 80% of them, not 20% of them. Well, he'd also play in midfield. Yeah, so I know, I know. <laughs> but my point is, it becomes such a thing now that it's it looks more obvious because you're you're looking for him all the time and he's he's never coming. My my thing I'm in and I was saying it to you guys before the pod is that he keeps he makes a save after a defensive mistake and he gets up and he shouts but he doesn't shout at anyone so he's not like telling anyone in the defence here's what you've done wrong you need to do that better what this time what does he shout Dave? He just shouts, come on! Yeah, yeah. That's it like yeah. to nobody he's not even you know if he grabbed Lovren and said even come on like as in come on <laughs> So he shouldn't show come on and show come on at one of them. <laughs> just show any of them. To someone. Any of them. Show it to someone that shows he has understood why that mistake yeah. has happened. He doesn't understand what has happened. He has no command. He has no respect. He Oh, he drives me crazy. Ray, is that too harsh? No, not at all. I said there a couple of weeks ago that I'd fallen in love with the guy there after the West Ham performance. And um, yeah, he pulled out a couple of good saves. He pulled out another half decent one from Sandro as well. Um, but uh, there was the particular incident there just when Glenn Johnson lifted your man over where he, he came for a ball that, and just you know you just want the commanding goalkeeper so they're going to come and punch he doesn't have to do the English thing and catch it but a good solid punch on it and he was nowhere to be he's left in no man's land flapping in the wind and nearly cost us a goal but just it, it, the lack of confidence is, is just it's, it's spreading all over the back four mm. from having a, a shit goalkeeper basically it's a fair pull that it's emanating from the furthest point back I don't think so. I just think loads of our defenders are shite. Like, um, <laughs> like Scarlett shot like a, <clears throat> like blue in the face about them. But like, uh, I think being Minule, I think we we know now what we're gonna get. Like, it's a like, stuff like that crosses coming in or you know balls over the top. He's not gonna come for it, but he will. See, like at least his shot stop and has improved kind of recently because there was a time where that was even gone out the window. He was doing nothing. Like yeah. so, <clears throat> um, yeah. I think I think at this stage we know what we're gonna get kind of heart attack stuff whenever the ball's coming towards him, but. He's okay at shot stopping. Um, I, he's I okay at shot stopping. He is. Well, That's yeah. where we're at now with Minnelli. He's okay at shot stopping. Well, he's a good shot stopper. <laughs> I'll give him good. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to give him a fucking Well, in fairness, yeah, we do need a bit of balance here. Uh, Phil, talk to me about those. Oh, yeah, because I'm very balanced. Yeah. Here. <laughs> you may have noticed how I teed you up there. Talk, talk, to me about, talk to me about those clipped clearances that were uh, <coughs> enthusing you and me so much. Uh, first too. of all, being just on him, right? The, he, some of the saves he makes yesterday are brilliant. Right? Yeah, and, and, and the, there's that. three brilliant saves he makes. Okay, there's the, the, the now there is there is, but it doesn't. And, and this is this was my point earlier on is that just because you make a couple of brilliant saves, it doesn't necessarily offset 
the amount of bad things that you do as well in a game. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 like saying, "Oh, Skirtle was brilliant because he cleared two balls off the line." It's completely negating what goes on for the other ninety minutes on the pitch. Um, or you know, you know, Enrique was brilliant because he took a picture in Dubai. It just it, it's it, it means nothing when 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 you look at the overall ninety minutes. Like when the ball goes back to him, I don't think there's anybody now at this at, at, at this stage that's a fan of the club that knows what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. It's either going to be a clip clearance out of play or to somebody else, yeah. or mm-hmm. it's going to be even his, his, his long kicks are these loopy things, which there's, they don't they're never driven. There's never there never seems to be purpose on his on no. his, on his distribution. <clears throat> and I, I look I, I, of all the defenders and all, everything last yesterday, he isn't the, the biggest biggest problem that was there yesterday, right? But I think as you said. People are being drawn more and more to it because we're not seeing a consistent step up. When we played West Brom, he came for, for was coming for every cross and he played higher in his box. It was the same as the Southampton game where he played played really well that day. But then in between those games, you just have a myriad of madness. It's like it's it 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 it, it goes from the saves which are sublime to the other stuff that's going on which is just ridiculous and it's our defence in microcosm if you know what I mean and that's why people are now starting to say well maybe it is the goalkeeper because if the goalkeeper is that erratic in his level of performance within a game you can look at the defence and say well this is a common team it's not just him who's erratic the whole defence is completely erratic 86 minutes yesterday we had a clean sheet don't know how but we had a clean sheet right 86 minutes by the time the referee blew his whistle we conceded two fucking goals mm. you know what I mean mm. like, and that, that's, that's just insanity but what what is the like? How often do you, do you have to watch these absolutely mind-numbingly awful little chip clips out of the line to fullbacks? It's just insane, and they never do anything except cause the play to break up or well, slow down. Particularly against Enrique, who I don't think he's ever won a header in his life. I mean, where's he going? There? Like, I mean, Johnson. He's been he's been instructed to do it because if you remember, even going clearly. back before Mignolet, when Reina was playing for us, right? Yeah. Rogers even came out and said that when when the teams press. So you saw yesterday with QPR, the two forwards went onto the two centre backs, so he couldn't play short, and then the one of the midfielders went out and went on to Chan or Gerard, whoever was there at that point, right? So Rogers says when that happens, then they look to go to the next line in the actual team, which is a, which is to the generally to the fullbacks. Now if we've had Manquillo and we've had Moreno and his favourite target has been Manquillo because he's six foot two and he's won most of his headers when they go out that yeah. side. And in, in, to, in credit to Johnson, he won a couple of his headers as well when he went outside. But yes, going to going to Moreno that way or going to Enrique is madness, especially when you have uh, you know teams are also understanding that this is what he's going to do, and they're getting one of their bigger midfielders to come out when that happens to push wide to to win the actual cross. You know, for for Mignolet, <laughs> like he looks like to have gotten a stay of execution because it doesn't look like we're going to sign Valdez at this stage, right? Now he has he has from now until Christmas to up his levels, and if if we aren't signing Valdez, you know maybe Rogers has thought to himself, do you know what? If if I do sign Valdez now, I can't play him in the Champions League. If I put him in in league games, this lad's confidence is going to be completely destroyed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, if Valdez comes in, he's going to expect to be number one when he comes in. So I'm sort of at a bit of a catch twenty two. If I hang off. Maybe I get his confidence level back up, and he starts performing. You know, as the better Simon Mignolet can, as opposed to the poorer one that 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 seems to creep out every now and then. And you know, maybe it is. Maybe it's a case of well, look, I'm going to roll the dice and hopefully I get to Christmas. And if there's no significant improvement, then I can sign somebody in the transfer window at that stage. I can look to hopefully a German goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah, Dave. Let's move it forward a little bit away from Simon Mignolet and towards not not much forward. Not much forward. It's a big fucking problem. And let's look at let's look at the back four. Pretty much universally awful. Even although we'd have to say that Glenn Johnson was actually probably the least wretched of all of them. Would you agree with that? I think that's probably fair enough. Um, but look, uh, 
where do you even start? You've got the kamikaze lad wearing number six. You've got you've got the daft lad wearing number three. I, 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 daft. He's daft. <laughs> he's gone beyond daft. He's just. Well, let's start with the number three, right? Because when the team sheet came out, right? I was. I, I, well, you were there. I was yeah. excited. I like. I love Jose Enrique, right? But not because he can play football. I just love him. As we were talking about, generally, he's great personality. He's fucking mental, and he is simultaneously at the same time, at the very same time, sometimes our best player and our worst player on the pitch. Like you know, he looks like the guy that could do something mad in their box, and we score a goal. But he could do something mad in our box, like try a Cruyff turn where someone's pressing him, and uh, and make us concede a goal. Yesterday, he was. It's got to be the worst. I mean, he is. He was four times worse than anything Ali Sissoko ever did for us yesterday. Ever. Mm. Ever. Yeah. I mean, people talk about Ali Sissoko like he had, you know, one leg. He was. <coughs> he, he Enrique made him look like fucking Bale yesterday. Mm. He was that bad. It was unbelievable, Enrique. He was madness. Absolutely madness. If Rogers had a left back on the bench, he would have hooked him. I'm sure of it. Well, see, they've recalled Brad Smith today. I saw that, that does not surprise that's me in the a, least. Yeah, that's quite yeah. an indicator. He can. There's, I mean, Rogers has blind spots, right? <clears throat> but there's no way he's looked. He hates Enrique anyway, I think. And there's no way he's watched that game yesterday and been happy with him. He was appalling. And, yeah. and the thing is, sorry, just my last thing on Enrique, right? Regardless of what you think of anyone else around him, right? He is more senior than Lovren and Emre Jean, right? And those are the three kind of players covering that side of the pitch. He's got a helping him, particularly Jean I felt in the first 10-15 minutes, I thought Jean struggled a little bit and I think you're looking for Enrique as the senior player, as the more seasoned professional to give him a dig out every ball he gave Jean put him in trouble every single ball he gave Emre Jean put him in trouble, I thought Enrique was terrible as you could probably tell him you know. yeah. uh, you're like, let's no move way it's <laughs> <laughs> just making me mad now, I'm just mad Ray, Ray let's, talk about, let's talk about Glenn Johnson because we might actually have a chance to talk about him here where he's not the focus of all of our uh, <laughs> Fury and rage. Uh, maybe talk to me with the most co- about the most controversial thing that he got seen sort of universally praised for, which is that kind of clearance stroke kamikaze two footed uh, Jackie assault. Chan assault. Yeah, what, 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 what did you make of that? That was the exact opposite of everything we've criticised him over: total yeah. lack of effort, to wussing our tackles, yeah. not being interested, wanting to come off with half an injury there a while ago, and he done the exact opposite. Tried to and kill two men to try yeah. kill people yeah. rather than let the ball go in the net. And brilliant, yeah. brilliant. I couldn't fault him for. That. Yeah, a couple of other times he'd be slightly at fault, but um, yeah, now that's 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 the exact type of thing you'd want to see from a player, and I'd never fault someone for that type of effort. But um, and overall, would you make from under on the day? I don't. He was the best of a, a bad bunch. That's as much as I could say. I don't think there was anything outstanding from him. I don't think he offered too much going forward. Bad, a goal, and I mean that was nothing to that. Basically, just mm. asking someone to play it quick because he knew that backs were torn. But yeah, now. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say Don Anton particularly brilliant yesterday. Uh, and, and positionally, how do you think he was? It was the same old story, yeah, wasn't it? Exact same yeah. story. I mean, yeah. their 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 goal. They, he dropped off when Skirtle got caught underneath it. it. Johnson actually takes two steps back for yeah. whatever reason. I haven't a fucking clue. Yeah. After watching it two or three times, and the ball <laughs> as Skirtle misses it, he literally just lets lets him have the ball. It's like he spots someone he knows in the. It's like he spots someone he knows in the cop and he wants to go and have a word with him because <laughs> <laughs> he's so deep. He's practically off the pitch at that point. Yeah. Like, that's it's like especially he's good because yeah. it was that QPR. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, That's where he was going. The cop. Yeah. Yeah. Even the even the initial kind of lofted ball that they put in, like him and Skirtle, it's it's exactly 
exactly what like we've come to expect from them. Like no one takes responsibility. The ball, like, I think it's Armand Triori takes the ball on his chest and does that curl on seal dribble with his head across the box, <laughs> and the two of them are just standing seal there looking dribble. at him like, uh, like it's, it's just ridiculous. It's, it's like they say to each other, "Look at that." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, he's all right. He's, he's all right. good. He's good. This lad. Like, yeah. It's like getting training. Oh, Jesus, lad. That's impressive. Impressive. Look what are we wearing? Oh shit! Well, Paul, What's you, going on? You've brought us on to the centre half, so why don't you talk to us a little bit about uh, Mr. Lover and Mr. Scarlett? Do I have to do this? Do, yeah, like, you, yeah, you, do I have to get upset? Do I? Yeah. Go on, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you've done your best just, there earlier on to be happy. So uh, the, let you, me drag it's you just, down. It's yeah, like you know those sort of games where it's horrible. Like the, the teams launching the ball at us. They just our defence is. It just doesn't matter. It looks like it doesn't matter who we sign. They're not going to be able to deal with it. There's mm. just like nobody wants any responsibility. Like Zamora, Bobby Zamora. I mean, like <laughs> Bobby Zamora. <laughs> like, when, you, when you see people talk about the past few weeks, you would swear it was drug ball over again or something. Yeah. It's Bobby fucking Zamora. He's nailed an England call up. <laughs> well, good luck. Like the, Bobby, the, the, the wanker was in the crowd. He was there. He was oh, happy. he was rubbing his eighty-seven chin. Absolutely loving it. <laughs> well, he left on eighty-three. So <laughs> he <still laughs> thinks it was one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, when we, what, you're, what you're saying is when he's doing a number on us, and he did. Yeah, and like, uh, like obviously, Lovren's got loads, and he, he didn't deal with him at all. But he, like, it's not just him. Like, if Bobby Zamora takes the ball down on his chest, he's still Bobby Zamora with the ball. Like, <laughs> like other people have to, like, he can only damage you if you let him. Like, and, uh, like, nobody reacted at all whenever Zamora had the ball. They were, they were at sea. Austin had the run of the defence. Yeah. Like, they, they had runners coming forward that weren't being tracked. It was just atrocious. And then, like I said, about, like, the, the build-up to the first goal, where the ball got lo- lofted over. And Skirtle and Johnson do their usual, where it's, like, like Skirtle he's huge but it, it, because the ball's five yards to his right he's like oh it's okay it's okay I don't have to go and win that I can leave that now and the, the, just take some responsibility go and monster the ball yeah. the same with same with Johnson like it's just the, the same crap all over every single time <laughs> we come mm. up against one of these scrappy matches like QPR scoring two goals like they could have had four or five in the first half it's absolutely frightening stuff yeah 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 Phil uh, Dejan Lovren and his amazing aerial lack of ability (laughs) what has happened to him it's it's like right somebody has cast a spell on anyone that signs for us as a defender it's like it's like there's a wizard at the Melbourne at Melbourne (laughs) woo you cannot defend anymore. Right? That's that's what a wizard would say. You cannot like. defend anymore. Just standing there stroking his beard, going, "No, no, you cannot head the ball. You cannot kick the Why ball. Why can't he head the ball?" But what, it's, it's, he came right. The reputation he comes with now, and many people say, "I oh, know he's shite," but whatever. Right? I thought, you know, you can't be much. Like, I said, you're going to be struggle to be much worse than what we have. Like, you are going to struggle to be much worse. Mm. But then he comes in. For a start, we're told he's a great distributor of the ball, right? He was reduced to just hoofing everything that came towards him. His passing was atrocious yesterday. He wasn't even trying to 60-yard cross with He was just hoofing everything clear, right? Mm. Then when the balls come over, lofted balls into the air, he cannot read. He can't read. The, he's a centre-back that can't read the flight of the ball. I actually think, and this is mental now, I think he's played better at right centre-back than he has as a left centre-back for us. He definitely right? has. And yeah. honest to God, as I said to you earlier on when we were putting the agenda together, him and Skirtle is one of the worst centre-back combinations I have ever seen at the club. Right? And bar, bar any of them, right? They're just absolutely atrocious together as a partnership. And the devil is in the detail. We've conceded 12 goals. And 10 of those goals have come with a Skirtle-Lovren partnership. 
Yeah. So you can't really argue with you that. Can't, you can't. <clears throat> and, like, and ten of the goals have come when it's Skirtle has been in that partnership. Hmm. We conceded two and three when, when it was a Lover and Sacco. Despite everyone having criticisms about Sacco and the whole lot, we were conceding less than a goal a game at Lover and Sacco. And that includes an away trip to sports. So you can't say that it's not, it's not against quality opposition in terms of what's going on. So, you know, we can get here, we can start them for all the work because, boy Jesus, they deserved it for, for, for that defensive performance that they put in. But when you're looking at, at, at Martin Skirtle, who, we're going back to Dave's thing about senior players, every single one of that back four, right, um, has been, and, and this is probably a bigger criticism in, in, in a way of Rogers. He started off now with a defence there yesterday that had a senior player at right back, a senior player at left back, and another senior player at right centre back, okay? There's enough senior experienced players there to know how to hold out a game. And if they can't hold out a game, they do not deserve to wear the short to Liverpool. And I'll be straight with you, John Glenson wasn't the worst player in the defence. And I've criticised him here plenty of times, right? And while he wasn't great, he certainly wasn't the worst that was there. Martin Skirtle and Dejan Lovren should go and hang their heads in shame. That was absolutely outrageously disgraceful in terms of the performance they put in. And I certainly, if they were... To, if they, I would definitely consider dropping both of them for the, for the Real Madrid game. I'm, like, I'm, I'm just so frustrated and so annoyed at the stupidity that's going on in that back four. It's just fucking outrageous, right? And, and Enrique just caps it off. It's like, they may as well have put a fucking clown's nose on him at, long, at a half time and put a fucking wig on his head and sent him out with fucking crusty shoes. Yeah. It was disgraceful. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. It's a disgrace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To do that on a football pitch is an absolute disgrace. Yeah. And it, it, it doesn't stand up for anything. And for the way those goals went at the end, he's completely tuned out. He's completely fucking tuned out in about three different times for the, for, for the fourth goal. It's disgusting. It's mm. disgusting. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. And I've, 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 generally, I'm, I'm just I'm fuming over the defender. Absolutely, you can't, you cannot continue on this way. We're on course to concede sixty goals this season, which is bananas, which is fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can, you can, as as they always say, you can put a pig in lipstick, but it's still a fucking pig. And that's what we have at the moment in our defence. We have a fucking pig. Pig. Yeah, it's a pig of defence. Yes, yes, the, <laughs> it is a pig of defence. Uh, Jesus, that was good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, right, look, with that kind of a basis to the team, you're going to struggle. Anyway, right. But our midfield and attack, certainly our midfield, was pretty disjointed and possibly inept might be a better word for just, the first just half. As I come off the back of the and on to what you're saying, right? Yeah. It was something that Dave said earlier on about Emery John, right? Mm. He was the only one in that first half that figured out how to play Bobby Zamora and he ended up covering for Lovren about 90% of the time because Lovren could not deal with it. because Dejan was trying to read the ball in the air but he was the wrong side of the pitch. <laughs> but I think to come out to the midfield <laughs> yeah, sorry, pick up on that point I think, it's a, I think it's a good point. I think a lot of people have Thanks to, Dave. A lot of people have to, <laughs> <laughs> Someone needs fucking to host Phil. this fucking thing. Uh, I think fucking after, Phil. After the game a lot of people saw the dropping of Jared <clears> back into the midfield role as a reflection on Jean. It's not a reflection on Jean for me at all. No, it's a reflection no, no. on how ineffective Jared was for the forward and Rogers isn't going to take him off. I think I would have uh, look, we can all I would have pulled Jared at half time and put Coutinho on and left Jean where he was. Yeah. I don't think he's got ninety minutes in him, which is the thing. And actually again another thing I saw today was that we look better with Alan on the field. I don't agree with that. I actually thought Jean was better than Alan. You know, for the vast majority Emery Chan of Emery had a fantastic match. He was just yeah. After, after 15 minutes. Uh, he, the first 15 minutes. 15 minutes yeah. to work it out. Right? And it also took about 15 minutes for Henderson to understand how he was going to yeah, play. Exactly. And as soon as they understood that, Henderson pushed on a bit. But it, it, like, it wasn't great the first half. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm no. not saying it was... No, no, no. The second half, he looked a lot better when he did push in a bit because he was actually starting to play some really good balls. And there was a great link-up play between him and Henderson a couple of times that were like that was fractionally he off. Was, he was yeah. tidy, Phil. I like was, the idea of, of Gerard Jean and Henderson as a midfield. I think, I think the way it ended up in the second half 
have with Gerard Deeper and the two of them in front of him. I think there's plenty of legs there, lots of physicality. But, but the, I, the captain up the top of it, wherever you wanted to see him, it look, just and I, and it I didn't was happen. One, I was one of the ones that they wanted to see it. I didn't want to see it for 90 minutes, but I did want to there see it. It was a shot thought, in the last minute of the half or second last minute of the half. I, and that I was said it. to Phil, and, and, and I'm going to say it now, and right now I'm going to get pelters for this. He looked like Ricky Lambert, Gerard. He looked as slow as Lambert did. Mobility-wise. Yeah, mobility-wise. Yeah. He looked like an old man. And I said it to you, didn't I? After mm. 20 minutes, I said he looks like an old man. And Gerard's got loads of quality. But the fear that he doesn't have that energy, that the legs, to do that number 10 role in a Rogers system, which is what I said, I think, two pods ago, it all came home to roost. You can't, you can't play him there against a team that's going to run you into the ground. Mm. You, you just can't. So the switch worked well. Listen, the midfield was, was an experiment. And I'm I'm a big fan of Rogers trying things. I like that. I think he should try more things. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, yeah, no, no and I got no problem that. with him trying it. I think he corrected <clears> it. I think it worked much better in the second half. I actually thought from the 45th minute to the 86th minute we were actually pretty good. And I think the midfield was a big part of that. And I think that the drop in a Jared, but I liked Emery Jean. And I thought Henderson at one point. I, I think I shouted at the screen. Henderson can't win this by himself. Which is what was happening. Like he was basically running around trying to win everything and do everything and run everything. And Sterling got the headlines, but Henderson did more running, did made more breaks, was was better than Sterling for the vast majority of that game. Yeah, um, Ray, that's fair to say, isn't it? The, the usual requisite bit of what Harry Redknapp calls running about from uh, from from, <laughs> from Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, like like I said a few weeks back, I feel sorry for his misses. The chap just never ever <laughs> ever ever stops. Yeah. you know, and in in dire in in dire circumstances when when shit isn't going your way and you're not playing very well offensively, you need that. And he's he's a shining light to the rest of them. Mm. You know, he, he he seems to be the one that might give them the kick in the ass. He couldn't not play, play in the same pitch. Him and not want to lift your game a small bit when you see the running and the chasing. You think every yeah, well you think you yeah. can't imagine that that wouldn't drive you on. How could you get away with being a lazy bastard when you're watching him yeah. doing what he's what he's doing with quality as well? Let's say it's not just a he's not just a kite workhorse that type of you know mm. just someone that can run all day. Jorcel actually does skill to his game as well and 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 uh, uh, deep runs as well. So and what did you think of the new man, Chan? Uh, um, I, I I thought he got sort of. What shall I say? He got sucked in with with, with defensive duties that probably I would have rather seen a bit more of him offensively. I know yeah. his job was defen- if, if if that makes sense. I would have liked to see him on the ball, sort of, and a bit more options in front of him. I front thought he foot, was covering yeah. a hell of a lot of work. You know what I mean? Mm. He was covering other people besides just trying to do his own job. Mm. Which probably impacted him negatively. But as the lad said, he did seem to work it out as the match yeah, went on. Yeah, yeah, at the start, I think the, the pace and rustiness, of course, he's had to be in out for a few weeks and he's never really played. That was his first start. So that's, you know, that's it's... It's 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 bound to happen almost that he's forced game back in. He's going to find his feet for a bit, and them fuckers for some unknown reason were right up for it yesterday. And before and we get, before we sorry, go ahead. Paul. So he got he got in a few kind of physical battles with Sandro and mm. with Fair, and I think I thought he looked really good. Like for somebody yeah, coming back in, like it's something that we need more of because like it, like we come up against these teams and we like for the past few seasons we've been looking at the size of their midfield, going oh Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah, yeah. like mm. it's basically Henderson against three big lads. Whereas now we've got Shan. 
and uh, and he looks like like he lo- looks like he kind of enjoys that aspect of it. And I thought he looked fairly vocal as well. Even in the first fifteen minutes when he was struggling, he looked like he was kind of giving out to the defenders, saying, "You're, you're what you're still you're burying me here with the ball or whatever." Yeah. So he doesn't look shy either. I, I think I think he's going to be very good. I for think us. He, it took him ten minutes to work out. Oh, it's this type of game mm. where yeah. Yeah. you're going to kick me. All right, that's fine. Now I can play that type of game because I think for the first bit he was trying to be, you know, Pirlo. And, yeah, and then he realized, oh no, actually, I need to be a bit of a cunt to you. Yeah, <laughs> I need to actually kick him back and push back. And then I thought he grew into it. I thought, you know, I thought he was very promising. What? What? How did we? Did, before we look at um, Mr. Balotelli, what did we think of of, of uh, Adam Lallana's contribution? For I didn't think like again, and and we've mentioned it. Well, in the reverse when it comes to Coutinho like I didn't think he had a particularly good game he's played very well for us over the last couple of games and we were saying that you, you, they're going to have ups and downs and it's great having the likes that we we can bring Coutinho off the bench to replace him you know and, and, and change the gear again um, and echoing what the lad said like you know it, for me Henderson you know He's starting to become a bit of a, a hybrid player that that can boss a, a team in you know in the defensive midfield position but is starting to bring running like Frank Lampard had to his game in terms of getting ahead and he, you know I, I am really encouraged. When I saw that him and Chan link up in the second half, you know, they seem to have an understanding. Chan seems to be very good at understanding where his runs are going to be. And I was also seeing that power. That, that, there was a couple of times I was looking and going, Jesus, yeah, you can see this now. Henderson's bursting through. Chan picks up the ball and he's able to run from his own half, get his head up and look to where he's going to play the next ball. And it's something that, you know, moves our team on again. And that's what, when, when we did play a bit better in the second half, and we did. Look, you know, the first half is so atrocious that it's very that it clouds everything that went on in the match. But the second half, I remember thinking to myself after twenty minutes, right, we've actually gotten control of this game. You know what I mean? Like they, they went, we, we sort of learned how to. Well, when I say learned how to, you know, they, they lost Sandro as well because he they lost a bit of midfield and Zamora wasn't able to get around as much because obviously his his energy levels dipped and they were able to handle him then at the back because he wasn't putting himself about as much. But we did play much better in the second half and that was encouraging. And you know, had we gone out there one 0 we would have said, Jesus, it was great that we got in at nil all because that's that's what turned the game for us you know it's, yeah. it's what happens from the 86 minute on that then changes the reflection again to what goes on so you've got 45 minutes of, of, of utter shite at the back and then you've got you know 15 it's actually 15 minutes it's not just the 86 minute because they started to lump balls into us and we the heads just went yeah. the heads just went but back, back to the point Lalana, listen He's going to have games when it doesn't come off. Yesterday was a game that, the, that it didn't come off from. But I, I don't hold that against him. He's a, he's a good squad option for us. He's a good player to come into our first 11, do something special for us. If he's not in form, you bring, the, bring Coutinho in. And I know this has taken us into, into the real positives of what goes on. Look, we can deal with Balotelli and all in, uh, at the end if we want. But, you know, looking at Sterling and Coutinho when they came on, you know, we mentioned it when we were talking before the game yesterday. They bring that quick transition back to our game, which was missing. If you if you think of the first half, and we were sitting a bit deep, but we were missing that quick transition. And as soon as he's on the pitch, what Lallana wasn't doing, Coutinho was. He was getting the head up, and he was able to see it, and he could see that Sterling could exploit the pace of both, uh, or the lack of pace of of um, Dunn and Colker. If he could, he could try the through ball there, and Chan tried the same thing with the ball through. Henderson was making the run, so we were trying to get our paciest players. To, to get a run against them we weren't afraid to let them come on and then try ping it against them and that's what we were really good at last season I'm going to go with your live editorial call there Sorry. which has completely negated all the Balotelli chat and that was going to be brilliant and gruesome and horrible so let's just go away where positive. you're bringing it I wouldn't have been positive <coughs> I wouldn't, I would wouldn't. you uh, so uh, let's, let's just go let's just go where, 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 where Phil Fuck drove off. it there <laughs> <laughs> and uh, talk, talk to me about Coutinho that, like, uh, it's, it's a cameo appearance but Christ it's a brilliant one isn't it I mean that's what we want to see from that kid yeah that I mean, pass I thought, that pass at the end I mean Christ. I thought he was great um, I thought he was 
he recognised that actually you can run through their midfield. You mm. don't need to keep clipping it over it. Like, yep. And I think that's the big thing that he did. He picked up the ball and he went, well, I can beat these guys. What the fuck are you doing? Lads? As did Sterling. As did, well, Sterling did it eventually, yeah. but he wasn't doing it all game. No. I mean, I th- again, I think we can... Uh, let me park Sterling for a minute because I think that there's been a lot said about him. But in terms of Coutinho, I think he came on, he looked for the ball, and he realised that it was Carl Henry. So yeah, I can beat them. So <laughs> what the fuck? What? what and I, I just that's what I felt like he mm. did. And then once he took a couple of players out of the game, he had the, the, the space open in front yeah. of him. I think he gave everyone a lift because all of a sudden Henderson was going, if I make the run, there's someone who could find me. And Sterling went, well, if I can make the run, there's someone who could find me. And Lalana the same. And I think that um, Balotelli aside, all of a sudden, you know, a couple of times we had like four or five different people in the box and that was because Coutinho moved the entire play forward. <clears throat> the... Uh, the second goal, uh, his goal, it's a great goal. Mm. And that's exactly what we'd been lacking all game was just a little bit of composure mm-hmm. in the 18-yard box. And it was like, no, you know, and I, a couple of times he was borderline, you were going to get frustrated with him. He was mm-hmm. taking one too many touches. And then he scored that goal and I swear to God, the, <laughs> oh my God, I loved everyone at that moment. <laughs> God, I hated everyone about two minutes later. <laughs> but yeah. uh, no, he was really good. And I think that Rogers. Again, you know, gets a lot of criticism, but that's the right change. That was the right change at the right time. You know, we were we were one 0 up when we brought Coutinho on. We should have gone further ahead. You know, we had a couple of chances to go further ahead, and because he's on the pitch, when we get the setback, it was like him and Sterling went right. Go back to what we were doing last season. Just go fast and score. Ray, uh, Dave alludes there to Raheem Sterling and the way that he sort of developed and got stronger as the game went on. Ironically, and. There was some very pointed comments, I don't know if you noticed, in the post-match where Brendan, before he spoke about anything else, <laughs> highlighted Raheem's energy and how well he had done and basically how you know how, how high his energy levels were, which is clearly a fuck you to old Roy. Um, how did you feel he did in the day? Yeah, like like you said, it, t- it took, him, took him a long time to get into the game. Mm. Um, I, I, maybe due to a lack of space, but he's, he was back to sort of the usual, going into cul-de-sacs and stuff, just couldn't get into the game. Um, running into players, just not finding the pass, it, and and as the game went on, then just it, it's it, space, a small bit of space is all the chap needs. And mm. once he was afforded that, then we seen the the Sterling that we all know and and bleeding idolise. You know, mm. we, we, he was back and and he's he's taking the ball. It's it's something that most teams have cut their fucking right hand off for. Mm. You, you you can give this guy the ball on the edge of your own box, and within three or four seconds, you're up attacking at yeah. the other yeah, end. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and that's not just running into space. He can go by two or three players as yeah. well he's you know when he's that like that now he's 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 untouchable you know mm. and it it was like total opposite to, like I say at the start of the game very very quick <coughs> but once once he got afforded a small bit of space I thought he was absolutely magnificent uh, would you have backed um, Mario to score that goal from the centre that Raheem puts in um, if I hadn't gone in for an own goal which one the the, for the winning goal yeah like. Um, I don't know because as good as Sterling was, I think that that the pass, pass looked, it looked, it looked yeah. like it was behind yeah. him yeah. actually. Yeah. So um, and <laughs> no, I wouldn't have backed no, Mario to score no, yesterday no, anyway. No, no. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about him now. Seeing as we have left it, it's a, it's a glaring omission. We should probably just mention that a couple of times. Um, a lot of what I saw worried me. They kind of. I think I think people have keep calling him lazy, and I think that I think that's a lazy kind of thing to throw at him because yeah, he, do, he does shot. run around a lot. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, <laughs> but but it is it's a lazy thing to say about him. Just say that oh, no, he's lazy because he's not. He does run around. It's his mindset that this you know the shooting from absolutely everywhere. Like yeah, that game was a horrible scrapper, scrappy game. 
and like he you know things like you know what the, the ball bounced up to him they had a half volley that he shanked about 50 yards over like he's already had a couple of wild swipes when there's players in better positions he knows that we're like we're struggling to get out of the, the defence we need to put keep the ball and push up mm. like there's there's so many reasons for him not to hit hit that, and as well as well as that, the, the way the ball's bouncing up, there's so many reasons for for him not to do that to just keep the ball. But it, it like it doesn't it doesn't compute with him. All like, his choices were wretched on the day, weren't yeah, they? They just were consistently he, awful. And, and but like, there's no kind of like you'll see strikers do selfish things all the time. Yeah. But then they'll they'll make up for it. They'll kind of go, oh Jesus, that was bad. I'll, I'll better kind of I'll better muck in here and I'll, I'll kind of link the play, but I'll make sure I keep the ball. But that like. There's no that doesn't kind of flag up with Balotelli. It's just like oh, this is it's like a game of FIFA. Next time I get the ball, I'll just shoot from forty yards again. Yeah. And I just thought every time he got the ball, it just looked like he all you know whenever we got a good bit of support up with him, and it just looked like he thought their job is to distract the other the, the defender so I can get a shot on now. Like like he he didn't release the ball at all. Yeah, and he he didn't link the play at all. I just thought. It, wor- it worried me his mindset. This kind of I'm, g- I'm going to shoot every time I get the ball. <coughs> I just think it's a kind of a bit of a fuck you to his teammates. It's a bit Mario centric. Would you agree with that, Phil? Look, I, I think he had a poor game in, in an overall sense, right? The only thing I'd say, and I've seen people say, well, we may as well put Lambert in because he's shite. Like, do you know uh-huh. what I mean? The, the one, the one thing I'd say is, despite despite how bad it was yesterday for him, he's still in the box getting chances. Mm. Like the one thing that, that hasn't happened with Lambert is I, I can't remember the last time Lambert has had a clear chance I think the last one I can remember was Man City away when, when he had that chance to, to bring it to 3-2 like I can't remember I can't remember Lambert being in the box or being in position and even when we, we go to the two goals the two augs the, the, the done one and the one that we are just talking about there what do you score from it he's there if you know what I mean Like he, the ball is going across to where, he's at, where he actually is for a tap in so as hard and as, as critical as you can be on him He's getting into the positions, he's getting into the box. He might need to be more intelligent in terms of what he does in the box to, to actually get the goals. Um, and he was getting criticised for you know the one that he he actually ran to the near post and tried to clip it back in terms of what it was. But that's a, that's a very like he's he's almost outside the frame of the front post and he's trying to pull yeah. it back over the actual goalkeeper. Now people are saying oh well, he should have just clipped it back around him or whatever. But to do that is, is really awkward. As the ball is coming towards you, you're gonna have to change it, change the flight and get the lift on it. And he tried what he thought was going to come off. It didn't come off. I think what, I think it's a bit like Mignolet what we were talking about earlier because things haven't happened for him this season, right? Because you know he's missed chances that you that you would have expected him to score. Everything he does wrong now is going to be magnified and magnified even more in terms of what's going wrong because it just doesn't look like it's happening for him. And I hope it does. I hope I hope he gets it. But I don't think in, you know, I don't think Rogers is helping him either because like looking at the way we played with the quick, fast, aggressive style again, you know, to, to actually end up with the goals. Like for the life of me, I cannot understand why he hasn't played Sterling. Alongside him, what about at, that? At some point, no partner for him. Well, yeah. I, I heard, before we go on to what we should do in the future, so I did say I would try to be positive about Balotelli. But there's a couple of things. First of all, the Lambert shout is ridiculous because Balotelli on his worst day still occupies a defender. A defender still has to go with him and kick him, right? Which is, seems to be what all defenders are doing. If Lambert's playing, defenders don't even need to worry about him. Just leave him alone. He's not going to do anything. So Balotelli at least is. Uh, a threat, you know, he occupies defenders, he is a nuisance. My, if I was Rogers, I would I would give him one instruction. He is not allowed to shoot outside the 18-yard box. If he gets the ball outside the 18-yard box, he's got to pass. And if he did nothing differently, yes, if he never ran a single yard further, anything like that, just passed it when he was outside the box, off, yeah. he would have brought so many more players into play and he actually mm. would have had a pretty good game mm. without scoring. And this is where I think the system 
has to be different. It can't be around how do you get 20 goals out of Balotelli because he's not going to score 20 goals until Sturridge... He's not going to look like scoring 20 goals until he's got a partner. And I don't think Stern is that guy, but we'll come on to that. What you've got to say to him is, Mario, don't worry about scoring. There's players around you who'll score. Bring them into the box. So every time you get the ball, he is brilliant at getting the ball at pace into his chest or into his feet, trapping it or controlling it. Even watch the game yesterday. He did that. He never lost the ball when the ball came near him. Where he loses the ball is when he tries and turns to beat three players to shoot for 40 yards. So it's his decision-making that's the problem. My final thing I'd say is the press he has got today is absolutely disgraceful. The things that have been written about. I haven't seen. Is it the usual lazy stuff? It is ridiculous. I I tell you now, he was no worse yesterday than Lukaku has played for the majority of the season. That Remy played for Chelsea yesterday. That countless other strikers have had games like like that this season. And the narrative that's around him, I feel sorry for him. He's such. He was not even in the top five worst players we had on the field yesterday. (laughs) He wasn't. That's how bad our defence was. Enrique was the five. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because he occupied five different positions and all. I'm a big Mario fan and I, I think he's getting a, a shitload of harsh criticism now. I did like obviously I mean, I sent I sent a text at the worst possible time yesterday. <laughs> Judging when he gets chances and he got the chance <laughs> to the open goal and scored Albert. But he is my only disappointment all I'll slag him over yesterday was his lack of celebration when we got the winner. It just it, yeah. it, I, it I, like that that and we, and we just conceded to equalise in injury time yeah. and then we go and get a winner and he puts a little clenched fist on it my bollocks I would have been up the length of the pitch <laughs> yeah. top off into the crowd that's what you want yeah. and we, you know and it shows maybe it is he's the, had a bad day yeah, you know, the, the, the selfish striker yeah. team maybe you know and he, he he wants to be the man getting them goals, you know, yeah. and maybe that's why he's shooting. He's feeling the pressure. He can see what's being written about. Yeah, I think him. he's that's genuinely. He's shooting. I think he's genuinely pissed off himself. Yeah. Like, I think he knows he didn't play yesterday, play well yesterday. And actually, if you listen to Rogers after the game, you know Rogers. I don't know what you're saying, but he has been guilty in the past of like saying bad things. But like Rogers was spot on about Balotelli yesterday. You know what I mean? In he cut him a lot of slack. yesterday. He cut him a lot of yeah. slack, and the the press were just. They were just dying for Rodgers to throw him under the bus. And fair play to Rodgers for not doing it. Look, he did not have a good game. He did not have a good game, right? But if he scores that goal, and if he, and I said it yesterday, if he scores the goal against Everton, I think we're talking about a different player. His confidence is a little low. He's got to shrug it off, and he's got to, He's not going to get dropped. He's going to play every game until Surridge comes back. And we've just got to hope that one goes in. And I think we'll see a different player there. Can we just finish on a particularly upbeat note, which is... Lads, we did get the win, and it was in the most dramatic of circumstances. Well, I, I said to you, I said here last week when we, when, when we talked about it, I said the only thing that mattered on Sunday three points was three points. It doesn't matter how we get them or what way we got them. And the one thing I will say about yesterday's result, it's a galvanising result. It's like that. It's like that Stoke game last year where we say where the penalty is saved and then the rebound is saved, and from the jaws of a draw, you get a win. Mm. Now, just in the opposite way, we've showed so much heart, so much character. So much, you know, courage and moral conviction. Moral courage. <laughs> moral courage. You're taking that game out of spirits. <laughs> but the, the, Welsh John <laughs> But, the, you know, Double whammy. After, after getting such a kick in the balls at 2-all, yeah. 94 minutes on the clock, there was only four minutes of injury time to be played, right? I was waiting for the whistle to go straight as soon as we tipped off to just show... You know, that level of resilience to say, fuck it, there's another chance in us here. Mm. You know, and to see the young kids do it. Mm. Not, not the old heads, but the Coutinho, Sterling, 
it was them who, who drove the whole thing. For, mm. from, from the 86, when we can see the equaliser, it's Coutinho yeah. who says, this is fucking our day and I'm not letting this go. Mm. He yeah. drives it. It's the same with Sterling. He drives it down. 96, 95 minutes and Sterling is busting his bollocks to get from the halfway line in a diagonal line like a jetpack across that pitch to get on the end of the true ball from Coutinho which is pinpoint accurate. You know, that makes you just go, yes. And I'll tell you what, the celebrations at the end of that game, I can't, like that, that was hair in the back of your neck and it's ridiculous. It's QPR but it meant so much to us as a fan base mm. to not have thrown away a game that we should win. And I know it sounds ridiculous to be QPR, but we put three points. It's a point it, accumulation it's more than Christmas. That. It's more than that because people have been talking you know, all season about what we had last season has got. You know, feels like it's gone. We haven't seen much of it. Spurs aside, we haven't seen much of it. But the one thing we had last season, and we have it, albeit not through our entire squad, but we have it in players like Coutinho, Sterling and Henderson is, we always think we'll score another goal. Mm. We always think, and we did it against West Brom, when we had a setback against West Brom, it goes to 1-1. You know, and we go, we could score another goal. And we scored two goals after the 91st minute. Yep. Two goals. Because we th- we just went, we could score another goal. It's a good point, too, that Phil Mason, people cared. I mean, people, that, the, oh the, the, the atmosphere in that in place soundboard. was yeah. unbelievable. Look, it's either going to be a false dawn, right? Or it's going to feel like a massive, massive result. My, my thing is, it's a galvanizing result. And if you're playing badly and if you're trying to work things out, Roger said this, if you're playing badly and you're trying to work things out, it's important to be winning while you're working those things out. And we're winning. And that's the reality of it. And we could be dealing with Fat Abel or Adel Tarapt with his tree stone belly. <laughs> and, uh, Listen, I'll tell you what, if, if there's a more... Um, horrible creature in football it's Harry Redknapp like, literally the fella has never taken the blame for anything with there's, right? a, there's a bus thrown there oh my god it's unbelievable and whatever about if, if it is like if if, if Tarab has such a poor thing it should be it's his job as a manager to turn him around yeah and if he can, you know how does he get just, to that stage it's, 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 it's not if, 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 if he's lost if, if he can't do that with a player like then he then he doesn't deserve to be in the job and you know what Redknapp I just fucking hate Redknapp it was enjoyable like, to watch him out unlucky. let's be really clear here QPR were not unlucky they ballsed it up, right? They should have won that game. The, the game is there for them to win. Mm. This isn't about them being unlucky. They weren't that wasn't done. hitting the posts. And, no, and not they weren't done by a dodgy decision. Was... They weren't done by a dodgy penalty. They Carl were... Henry said they were like 11-year-olds. It was ridiculous. I mean, that, they, they, for them not to come away with a point is all red nap. Mm. It's all red nap, and they should have come away with three. I mean, seriously, you know, so him throwing Tarapta under the bus after he's just overseen yeah. like a fucking catastrophe. You know, from yeah. their perspective, if it's Again, the other way around, it's, we'd it's, be slaughtering Rogers. It's, it's, it's the whole thing was my fault. And yeah. oh, look over there, there's a balloon. Yeah. 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 What? Yeah. What? Yeah. There's a balloon. Yeah, there's a balloon. Look, look, yeah. look. And it's the shape of adult rabbit. Yeah, that'll do us. Right, we should look forward to um, something very nice on the horizon, which is Liverpool versus Real Madrid. A massive Champions League night, as big as it gets. Euro royalty facing off at Anfield. Um, Ray, are you excited? And if not, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, of course I'm excited. I'm excited to be watching this game um, from underneath my sofa on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I was here a few weeks ago talking about the romance of Anfield and special place on a European night, and it doesn't get any bigger than Madrid there. Um, you couldn't not be excited, but at the same time... Um, we haven't been filling ourselves with confidence and we have a team that are scoring for the crack. 
coming 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 mm-hmm. to our, our our stadium. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. It's a big occasion, but um, it, I don't know. It's it's uh, the game itself. I don't know. I don't know the occasion. Yes, the game, not so much. Well, we'll we'll break down the game and have a look at the different aspects of it. But just one more initial reaction from you, Paul, and, and Ray touches on something there. This is a team who've scored, I think, three times. They've scored five in the league. Once they've scored eight, and they've got five in the Champions League as well. Against was it Ludogorets or, or Basel? Um, it's lucky our defence is deadly then. Thank Christ! What a way! Are you looking forward to this? And now Real Madrid have scored a hundred trillion dollars <laughs> in the last two games. The, the question the, is: Tell us how much you're enjoying the this. Question is, hundred trillion goals. The question <laughs> is: Is it anticipation or is it slight anxiety or what is it for you? Like honestly, uh, yeah, yeah, obviously you have to be a bit nervous of them, like the way they've started the season and the players that they've got. But like, a, I, I think. I, I can't see us being like you know awful against them. I think I think we will kind of we will have to raise it a bit. So I'm, I'm fairly confident that we will. I'm not confident that we'll win, mm. but I'm confident that it's not going to be the embarrassment that like a lot of people are saying that it will be. Mm. So yeah, I'm looking this forward is, to this it. Is good. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, is there something wrong with me? Because I actually think we're there's both. loads wrong with you. Well, <laughs> I, well it, it, I actually, I, I'm, I'm not even slightly worried about this. I, I cannot fucking wait for this. Once Moreno's playing. And maybe Manquillo's playing. <laughs> uh, you know, now I, you're prefacing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are a few conditions, but you know, g- given a few tweaks, mm. I'm really looking forward to this. Is that wrong? No, no. I mean, uh, am I an idiot to think we can pull off a result here? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well not just for that. Jesus, stereo stitch up either side of me here. Yeah. Um, no, you, you, like, look at it's Madrid. It's the Champions League. It's it's not the knockout stages, right? But for us, we need to get a result over because we balled up Basel away, right? Yeah. So you know we need to get a result over um, if we want to get if we want to sort of you know top say to ourselves, yeah, top the group. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And get an easier draw in the next round. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not top ourselves. <laughs> but uh, look, if you can't enjoy uh, as a fan and as a team, even enjoy the idea of Real Madrid coming to play in the Champions League. Mm. And there's just no point in finishing the top four. Mm. This, this, is, this is what you get into the Champions League for. These, mm. these are the games that you want to be involved in. Yeah, like, I cannot think that the likes of Coutinho and Sterling, you know, and Chan even, and, and, and even Gerrard, because he's been out for so long in terms of the Champions League, is not buzzing to get out there on a Wednesday night you know, and, and, and put it up against Real Madrid, who, let's not forget, are defending European champions. So it's not just Real Madrid coming as Real Madrid. It's Real Madrid coming as defending European that champions. fucking decima Real Madrid. Yeah, you know, with their five yeah. European Cup wins. It's, it's, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> You're not good at the Spanish maths. <laughs> Force five don't count. They're like just uh, friendly games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, like, come on. Look, it, it, it's brilliant. This is what you want in the Champions League, and it's back to back. We, it's, it's. You've only got a couple of weeks until we go to the, to the Bernabeu and play them again. So, I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing for it. Right. Well, let's let's talk about some specifics then. And I did mention um, some of the. Pre- you yes, did. you said prefaces. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What what changes do we think are likely, chaps? We we'll start. With- I'd, I'd play Jones and goal, and then I'd. Start- <laughs> <laughs> right, Dave Thomas. <laughs> Oh listen, I drop. I, I listen. If that happened, I wouldn't be that upset. I dropped the whole back five. Personally, Fuck after off. that game, I play Enrique in goal. <laughs> he but couldn't be any more. Especially if he has the clown hands on and the clown shoes on. He'd be grand. Look, he's going to play Minnelli. He's going to play Lovren. He's going to play Skirtle. So those three are going to start. I think he's going to play Johnson. 
Yeah. Oh my god. And then, <laughs> and then he's going to play Moreno. Yeah. Uh, so that's the back five. You know, if Steven Gerrard starts any game from now on, he starts in the deep midfielder role. I think that little experiment should only happen for the last 30 minutes of a game. So then you've got Gerrard in midfield. Um, Has Coutinho won a place back, do you think? Yeah, but in the front three, not the middle three. Mm-hmm. I think he'll play Al- uh, Alan or Henderson or, uh, or Jean and Henderson. Probably Alan and Henderson. And then Coutinho, Sterling, Balotelli. Mm. And that's enough, do you think? No, it's not enough. Would you not be excited <laughs> that, that that could actually do the job? Look, this... I think this is a really tough game to predict, mm. right? Because there's there's lots of it which terrifies me. <laughs> Not if you're a bookie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it, so here's my, my first point would be: Is Real Madrid at home considerably harder than Man City away? It isn't, right? It's you know it's harder, but it's not considerably harder, mm. and. You know, we put it up to Man City for about four or five minutes in that game. So, you know, if we can extrapolate that out. <laughs> Look, there's, so it could go, they could just come and play to the, if they play to the best of their potential, we have, we'll lose, right? Because them at their best is better than us at our best. Yeah. But there's no guarantee they're going to be at their best. They have had a few actually dodgy performances this year. They're not as solid defensively, neither are we. So if they come and attack us, maybe the pace of... Uh, Sterling, Coutinho, Henderson can get at them and then it's anybody's game. I think we will raise our game. I think Jared's going to be up for it. I think we tend defensively to perform better in the bigger games. You know, not uh, not necessarily this season but if you look over Rodgers' time, you know, in the bigger games we tend to be a little bit more solid. You know, it's, at, it's Anfield, it's Wednesday night, it's under the lights, it's Real Madrid at home. Anything could happen. You know, anything can happen. Will he go with the, the blitz rig uh, type of all-out attack in the first few minutes that served us so well in European games before? He'd love to see that. Yeah, but that's what I'm about to see. see. Why not? Yeah. Go balls out. Just go at the basket straight from the off. Yeah. The worst that could happen. Exactly. We lose. There we go. Uh, which everyone, 99% everyone is expecting anyway. us to do yeah. anyway. So why not? Yeah. Just go at them. And maybe they're expecting the low on confidence Liverpool team. Maybe the, the crowd, maybe they might be up for it. Just give the, the team that little push and just say, <laughs> fuck this, lads. Let's go for it. Have you read the Arab? Below interview. Anyone read the Arbolo interview yeah, today? Yeah, yeah. That you really right, spoke yeah, about yeah. coming back and all oh, the rest. I work to do. Had you? Yeah. Fuck's sake! That's a stupid setup. You've got <laughs> Sorry, really. man. Sorry, yeah, I'm trying to, try to do it. Work it out. Really. Sort it out for fuck's sake. Um, but uh, interestingly, Arbolo, although he was very, very respectful, he did mention the the way he spoke about Anfield. It was almost quaint by comparison with you know their wonderful facilities and stuff like that. And Real talked cunt. about that. Talked, <laughs> about, talked about the the one peg that you have for all your stuff and stuff like that. And it was quite interesting. But look, this is our patch. This is. This is Anfield. This is Anfield. And surely we can look forward. I, I'm not getting this from you, lads. I'm looking for something and you're not giving it to me. Huh? Surely we can look forward Easy to this game thinking that, that we will win. Do you want, do you want, win. Do you want belief that we will win? I want to win. Do you? And I believe we'll win. Well, we all you're on the wrong podcast. The same guys are next door. We all want to win, Trev. Everyone wants to win. No, no, I actually believe we will. But look, I, yeah. I I think there's a there's a logical argument that says we could okay, win this game. Okay, the, the way we win this game, yes, okay, is that we have to lift our game, which we invariably do in the in the bigger matches. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. That means that the light, the concentration issues that our back four have every single one of them um, has to be eradicated, right? And that's not impossible, just not probable, just not impossible, right? Mm. Um, now, after that, we have to exploit their weaknesses. They're going to play very narrow. 
they're not playing with wingers. They're playing with Hamish and they were playing with Isco, more or less as tucked in wingers um, in, in the sort of four-two-two formation that we we experimented with last year. Okay, so they're going to play two centre forwards up in Ronaldo and Chigarito, whoever it is up to up to try oh, occupy our defence. Yeah, Ronaldo started. The no, but that's, scored, that's, that's yeah. what it is. But they're going to play narrow, so we have to exploit that width. Now, when Dave comes around to Johnson, if if you want to argue that Johnson's in, you're arguing on the fact that they're going to leave the flanks open and it's going to allow him to bomb down the flanks, right? And the same for Moreno; he's going to have all the space in the world to bomb down the flanks, mm. right? So for me, anyway, that's where we get to them. We get down the flanks. We don't do the aimless crossing. In the, there's, we look then to, put, to do the pullbacks, etc., and create chances. Because, you know, Casillas has been terrible this season for them, right? And the one thing we have to do is when a shot goes off and is on target, we need to make sure that somebody follows up. somebody is following up because he's spilling stuff all over the shop, right? And that's where we exploit. We exploit them at the back. We know there's talk that Ramos is out. If Ramos is out, Varane is in. And Varane, look, is, is, is an absolute Rolls Royce of a centre-back that they have there, right? But Pepe's there. You can get into Pepe's head. You know what I mean? They'd probably told you don't want to be in there. Well, you can imagine Mario getting into his head. Now that would just be an absolute <laughs> insane fucking what a place to be. <laughs> oh, like, uh, Mario in ever, right? head, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you know, you, you send them out and you get you get you get staring at them, mm. trying to draw him into fouls and everything. You know the, the thing, and then you know you get, you get the odd sniggly thing going down the back of his leg with your studs and everything like that. You know, you, you get into him and you get you get into him, get it nitty at him. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely, Chi. Because that's what that's what you do to get in, and he will go wild at some stage. He will lash out, and you know that's where you win. You get him sent off. They get down to ten men, and you exploit their weaknesses. You must exploit their weaknesses. They don't, they aren't as strong in the centre midfield as they were last year when they had Alonso there. What about they had Di what about pinning uh, Marcello and is it Carvajal back? What about them? What about the idea of pinning their full backs? Well, they're going to look to come on against us. If they're playing they narrow, they're going to look to yeah. come on. And that's where we exploit the space. That's yeah. where you have Sterling. That's where you use Coutinho to exploit. Get in. When they come on to us, we then look to overload. Hmm. If one of them comes on, if they, then you look to overload behind them. You, get, you tell Sterling, whichever of those full backs is coming forward, you take your position off that and then you look to get one of our full backs into that space as well and you overload them with as much pace as we can. I think our pressing can. game from last season should really come to the fore. They, they won't be used to, if, if we can replicate it, should I say. Yeah. They, just to get it in just their to fucking see it faces. Don't give nice, them two yeah. minutes. Don't give yeah. them a, two seconds on the ball, should I say. Yeah. Just in their fucking face. What about that idea of how central the, the atmosphere is going to be to, to the lads to, to feel this motivation and, 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 and the whole Anfield mythology? Our crowd has been very, very jumpy, hasn't appalled this year, and sometimes the, the silence in the, in, is deafening at Anfield. Um, there's probably feck all chance of that, but at the I, same I, think, time, I, think, I think this. I think look, look. Well, you hope so. No, no, no. Listen, it's Real Madrid. It reminds me so much of the fourth season when we played Manchester City at home in the first home game under under Brendan Rodgers. Right? This is the Lugarets. Fine, it's Lugarets. I don't care what anyone says. You know that 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 was always likely to be yes. After the initial boards, you never walk along the Champions League and anthem going the whole lot. This is different. This is Real Madrid, the European champions playing in Anfield. Well, fucking better be. And this this is going to be buzzing, buzzing from a height, mm. right? The, 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 I, uh, look, I'm, uh, that's why I'm, you're saying, to, can we win? Yes, we can. And I think the crowd I'm is going to be. Will, I think the crowd is going to be well up for this. And I think the most important thing is, even if something stupid happens, which could with our team, the. You know, they, I think the crowd will stay with them through the game because they know that they're going to have a big impact in terms of what goes on. So, so the first game we've played in a long time where we're underdogs. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, even last season we were playing so well. You know, our two toughest games in the second half of the season were City at home and Chelsea at home, and we were favourites to win both of those, or at least evens. You know, on both of those games, it's been a long time since we went into a game. Probably Chelsea away 
last season was the last time we went into a game as not favourites and I think that plays to our strength. I think it frees us up a little bit. I think we'll have we'll <laughs> press more. The crowd will be will be there. So there's look a win is not out of the you know it's not out of the realms of possibility. It's a very tough game, mm. and we have to be considerably better than we were. Uh, well, our defence will be better. You've got yeah. Chan, who's got more legs in him now. You've yeah, got Alan got back. Alan. Yeah. You know, we yeah. will be better. But th- do, do you see someone, maybe, do you see the tactics altered specifically to help Mario out with a partner? No. No. I don't think he will. I, and I don't think, as I said earlier, I don't think he necessarily needs to. Mario just needs to recognise that his primary job is to bring others into play, not to be the person on the end of the chances. And I think if he makes that... Sp- it's not a small adjustment, but if he makes that adjustment to his game, brings other players in, we know we've got players around him who can score, and actually he might score from the third phase of play rather than trying to score from the, the initial phase of play when he gets the ball. I don't think he's going to play Sterling up front. I hope he doesn't play Lambert or Barini up front because I think they're both terrible. Um, I can see the argument for Sterling, but then Sterling's going to cause damage anywhere as long as he's centrally, and I would play him personally where he can do the most damage, which is behind the striker, not in front of the striker. My only, my only hope is that he does, that Rogers doesn't go out there and try to contain them, because I think if he does that, we we can't do that. So we may as well embrace the madness, and as mad as this sounds, try and outscore Real Madrid. That's the, that's the only <laughs> thing I, that I, we can I, do. I, I would buy that last year when I think we could. Yeah, but I'm not sure, so sure we can do it this year. The only thing I'll say, going back to your point, if we're playing, if you start Coutinho and Sterling in this game for me leave I, I would almost set them up and say right here's the roles you lads play you're not set in set positions right what I want is I want Sterling as I say exploiting the space whatever fullback goes that's where you that's your position on the pitch you go in and, and drop into the hole that's there and he's held Coutinho almost what I want you then is hovering about 20-25 yards on the opposite side to him the idea being that those true balls that we've seen on, on, on Sunday, you know, he's in the right position to service that true ball then. Because if you can get the ball there, you've got Sterling now on a run. So they're all going to be coming back to try to cover the space where Sterling is. And he goes on a diagonal and the space will open up in front of you. And what Mario is good at doing and what he did against QPR, he didn't get enough credit for it, He started pulling out wide in that last few minutes. And what it was doing was, it was creating that space for the lads to flow yeah. through. Yeah. And that that's, that's, that's will be how we can score against Real Madrid. Can we beat them? Yes, we can. Like Bob the Builder. <laughs> love it. Right, well, uh, we're coming naturally to a point then we should see how we think we're going to go. So, Paul, how would you see it? Give me a prediction. Two all. Two all. Yeah. Ray? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably echo that. Yeah, two all against. There's definitely going to be goals. There's goals in the defences. Yeah, yeah. So okay. No. Two all. I'm hoping for a, a, a 3 0, but two all but seems more realistic. Two all's your shout. What do you think, Dave? Oh, you got me nicely pumped here now, Trev. So I'm going to say we'll win 3 2. 3-2, yeah, yeah, which is precisely the score I would go for, Phil. I'm going to go for the rarest of things. Martin Skirt will clean sheet and we win 2-0. You're Ooh. a fucking spacer. <laughs> I love that, yeah. And Glenn Johnson starts. I don't know what's going on, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Neither does Glenn. That's my <laughs> Okay, uh, with... Another game coming up, which is Hull, we need to make reference to that too, but it's very, very difficult for us to talk about who's going to even be in the lineup given the potential for change with injuries and people being tired and rotation and all the rest of it. But let's just do a little bit of lip service anyway. Um, what do we make of uh, this side that we're playing, um, Hull, uh, Steve Bruce's Hull team? What do we think of them? Um, what are their strengths and weaknesses and how should we set up against them? Um, Dave Thomas, have you any thoughts on, on Hull particularly? 
Yeah, I mean, they're a bit of a curate egg, really. I think their uh, results haven't really reflected their performances. Whenever I've watched them, they've you know they've looked pretty good. They got scored a lot of, lots of goals. Dave. Yeah, and they've got a bit of power up front. You know, they yeah. got this Hernandez guy who's uh, scored against Arsenal. They've got uh, Aluko. You know, and I mean, I'm a little bit worried after seeing what you know. I was almost dismissive of Yelovic, and then I watched Bobby Zamora take out defenders <laughs> in the cleanups <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> so I'm a little bit worried, but they've got a little bit about them. They're Confidence is a little low. I think they've only won twice uh, since the middle of August. So they've got a lot of draws. Mm. So, you know, they're a little bit suspect at the back, but they're not short of a goal or two. Um, I think it's going to be important that we start well, and I think it's going to be important that we score early to, to calm them down. My other worry is I don't think people are going to, people right now are not frightened about playing Liverpool. They're not frightened about coming to Anfield, and we've got to turn that around a little bit. And, you know, I think we, we need to start with Hull. And Steve Bruce and his big fat head has never been scared of coming to Liverpool. Steve Bruce loves loves yeah. a win at Anfield. He loves yeah. a winning as Liverpool, and he's a he's a good manager. And he is a little bit like Redknapp had QPR up for it. He's going to have Hull up for it, and mm. they were against Arsenal, and they will be against us. Yeah, Ray, they beat um, QPR, I think, in their opening match, and then they did draw one all with with Stoke. They got beat by Aston Villa, and loads of two all draws with with, with Arsenal, with, with West Ham, with with, with uh, Newcastle as well, and a defeat by Man City there, where they managed to score two goals as well. So when you've got a setup like that, you've got a team that can score goals clearly, even in defeat. Um, it leaves you thinking again about our defence and it leaves you hoping that against Real that we get something going here which we can bring into that match doesn't it? Yeah well that's exactly we're looking for momentum I remember being here a while back when we were sort of praying for the international break and saying regroup and reorganise there's also <laughs> that that didn't happen that now didn't you're work. hoping now we'll see what will happen now with, with Madrid like you say it's, it's, this could be huge for us the Madrid game if, if we were to get a win and more importantly a good performance a good offensive performance and maybe just send out there was the fear factor that was there last year other mm. teams were, were beaten nearly before they stepped on the pitch they were they were and they were going to concede two or three goals. Yeah, I'm, I am fearful though over Bruce. He's just <laughs> if, even not, if, if about beating us, but he, he knows how to stop us fucking winning the f- malahead bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, yeah, a tough game, but it's dependent on Wednesday. See what way we're going into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, they, they, they have a few players that you know, like the likes of Diame and lads like that, who are good, solid citizens that would sort of worry you a little bit in terms of, of, of getting about our midfield if, if yeah. we're not on it. And if exactly. we're not like, um, him, like himself and Livermore, like there's plenty of kind of power and legs there, which yeah. is historically what we've kind of struggled against mm. under Rodgers. And like Real Madrid, like that game, obviously they've got superstars now, but we'll set up to try and combat that a, a bit at least. Whereas Hull, like we, we'll go out to beat them and Abel Hernandez against Skirtland Lovren terrifies me because he's big he's like the goal it's me against Skirtland <laughs> <laughs> I'm shit like, oh, you've got like, a bit about you right you've got a bit about you like the goal he scored against Arsenal like, that just looked exactly like the type of goal he'd score against us you know catches one of the defenders flat footed like he's he's big he's like he's mobile and he, he'll catch one of the defenders flat footed and score a header or something he's like 
It's amazing that we're actually more fearful of Paul oh, oh, yeah. than Real Madrid <laughs> because oh. our defence is fucking nuts. Hull, who last lined up Harper, Chester, Dawson, Davies, El Mahamedy, Diame, Huddleston, like... Livermore, Robertson, Robertson, Hernandez, and Yelovich. And, and we are shitting it. And Harper got injured, so that, that, that sounds to their, McGregor. Thir- their third keeper. Now, was McGregor. Was, was not. Harper got injured, yeah. yeah. So uh, Harper was the, was the replacement. Yeah, so, so yeah. they're down to their third keeper, and well, who will have a worldie? Exactly, yeah. Oh, no doubt, as they always do. Yeah. So look, look, right. So much of this game is going to depend on what happens on Wednesday night, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it's the whole turnaround from the Champions League games and then playing the league match afterwards. And we have to learn how to win the games directly after. Right? And it comes back to the QPR situation again. It doesn't matter how we win on, on at the weekend. Just once we win. You know what I mean? Again, it's just getting those three points on the board and, and keeping the run going. Get take three from this, take three from Newcastle, and you know we've turned around nicely when we get to the ten the, the ten match stage because we're, yeah. we're on nineteen points then at that stage, and that's almost your two points again that we're always yeah. talking about here. You, you hear so, this debate, don't you, Philip? About which one would you rather have? Blah blah. blah. I, I want them both. I know you want them both, but if, look, to be honest with you, performance and for me, for me, no, two wins. As, as I said, I, the, the Champions League will take care of itself because of who it is that we're playing against on Wednesday night. I don't mm. think you have to worry about that, right? What we need then, we need so much focus and so much, you know, uh, mental strength going into the actual whole game to realise that there's no point in us getting a great result against Real Madrid on Wednesday if we don't go out and beat Hull at the weekend because we want to be back in the Champions League next year. We want to be, you know, we, we want to be there, and we also want to be competing at the end of the season for the league title. And what? However far away that seems at this moment in time, putting points on the board against Hull in October after a big match against Real Madrid are the points that you rely on when you come to the end of the season and your final position where you're going to be. We're in fifth, we're, we're, we're joined fourth. Do you know what I mean? And depending on whatever happens with the United game tonight, but that's, that's, and it's only goal difference that separates us. We've scored the same amount of goals as we scored at this time last season. All that is, we're conceding more goals than we were at this, t- this point last season. So what we have to do now is realise that while we haven't got storage, we can score goals. And while we haven't got storage, we have to win the matches. As much as uh, we have to dig deep, win the games, put the points on the board, it doesn't matter. That whole team will come out. Bruce is always fired up for the games against us. He's, uh, I hate Bruce, right? Like, uh, I respect what he's doing in the hold up, but he's fucking united through and through. And, you know, like he, he bends over when fucking... When, 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 when he plays United and, and they inevitably lose 127 nil or something like mm. that, right? So, you know, he's going to come out, fire them all up. He used to do it when he was at Wigan, did the same when he was at Birmingham the whole lot. He'd be, he'd be happy to take a draw against us. And that's the way he sets up. Like, when he comes to us, he won't necessarily be thinking about winning, but he knows he's going to get chances. And he's going to tell them, listen, lads, all we're going to do, we play for freeze around the edge of the box, we float it into the box, and we, look, those, those two fellas are bleeding spoons at centre-halves. They won't, they won't know what, what to do, right? All they do, your man loving will miss every header, and he'll try coming in front of you. He'll say to Hernandez, do you know what to do? Just stand there, let him come around the front, if he misjudges the head, the ball's going to drop. You can try when and get he it. Mis- when yeah. he misjudges yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly what he's going to do. So yeah. it's up to the error lads to stand up and say, we're not klutzes. We aren't a, we aren't a, we aren't a fucking circus show Precisely. at the back. This is time to stand up. Yeah. This is, you know, take, take the galvanising effect from the QPR game. Take it into the whole You're game. You're loving the galvanise tonight. Galvanise, yeah. Galvanise, yeah. yeah. Pass the factory earlier on. It's good. <laughs> and, <laughs> and take it in and fucking put the three points in the board. That's all I want. Three points. Not a three points. Are you galvanised, Dave Thomas? And if so, what result would you predict for this match? Listen, I'm perfect. We're permanently galvanised. Good know, lad. My view on this is that we we are more likely to get better than we are to get worse. 
because we have better players than they're showing right now. So if you take that to its logical conclusion, we'll get better, we'll win more games, we'll put in better performances. I'm a little bit like Phil right now. If the performances aren't coming, which they don't look like they are, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be worked out, just get the wins. I don't care if it's, you know... Balotelli handballing it into the net and Not you know new. I don't care well, that's actually Genuinely the ideal frankly I, I think that it's going to be a very difficult game but we've got to get back to giving them something so we talked all about this whole preview right has all been about how they can exploit our weaknesses we've got to turn that on its head and start giving teams things to worry about and that has to come from the manager and the players starting to believe which hopefully they're starting to believe that actually we can score goals We've got an offensive <coughs> formation, even with Balotelli, even in a system that people think isn't quite working, we're scoring goals. So we scored five goals in the last two games. We've got to keep going. We've got to realise that that is our best weapon. Our best weapon is to try and blow them off the park by scoring more goals. So what I want to see is that floating crosses into the box at Lovren is irrelevant because we've already run them off the park with pace and power that we've got up front. Uh, in terms of a prediction, I fancy us to put on a show. I think we'll win 3-0. Nice. Nice. Ray, do you see something that uh, comfortable, or how do you see the no, game? No, no. I'll take a 1-0, 2-1. Um, yeah, just that Bruce will have his team extremely hard to beat, and, and so I wouldn't say a crown. So you think they were pulled by the odd goal? Yeah, by the odd uh, goal. be tight. Yeah. Paul? 4-3. Abel Hernandez is definitely going to score a hat-trick, so we need, we need to get staring we need at to go for <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 think, I think it'll be tight, and, but I think we'll win by maybe maybe 2-1, I, I would guess. Phil? 4-0 to Hull. There it is. Why it took you so long? I don't know. But anyway. I was thinking about giving a real score, and then I'm scared I'll jinx it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Two one. No, don't say that. <laughs> just see, you can just see it collapsing. I am Lou Schwari. You are listening to Trippers Chat <laughs> with Trev. <laughs> okay, we'll start at. Trippers chats with a question from Carlos P uh, which came from Twitter and Carlos is just echoing what an awful lot of other people have been asking us to talk about um, for a couple of weeks in in a row and we just haven't gotten around to it and that is basically uh, all the moaning and groaning about the strikers that we have what would you have gone for if you had an ideal world and basically why didn't we go for someone like he suggests Tevez as a replacement for Suarez uh, given what he refers to as Ngagatelli's troubles. So, Phil, what, what, why didn't we go for Carlos Tevez? I, look, I think Tevez is a fair shout, but the problem with Tevez was when he was in Manchester was that he didn't want to live in England. Like, and, <laughs> That's and, a no, problem but, right but there. Genuinely, but I think Tevez, if you throw enough money at him, he would have come over mm. and played for us. But, uh, you know, he would have been an ideal replacement. He runs all day, he, you know, he barrels through defenders and he would have been very similar in style. Maybe well, doesn't have the quality, obviously, but has necessary quality and scores goals. It would have been a fair shout in terms of what it is. I, I, I think, you know, if, if we don't sign Balotelli and say we don't sign Markovic and just look to have somebody else to play when Sturridge inevitably gets cracked for 25-30% of the games you know I would have looked to bring in somebody that can play alongside him as well in the idea of playing with Balotelli and you know I think realistic options for us if you put 40 
45 million euro on the table for the likes of Cavani or Higuain, I think they become realistic possibilities. I definitely think Higuain would have been a decent signing mm. because he, he can play. He can play as a two. He plays as a lone striker as well. He you know he plays off the shoulder. He plays very much in the way that we want to play when Storage is playing as as, as a striker. But he's also played alongside Benzema. He's also played alongside Messi when he's playing for Argentina. He, you know he's, he knows how to play in a two. He can play in a one. I think he would have been a, a, a really good option for us to go for. And I know there was talk of us that potentially we might have looked to do something with him to bring Lucas in but it comes back to again what we identified as being our primary target after Suarez gone and for me it looked like that Sanchez was potentially it then Remy was the backup of that and then after that they sort of were scrapping around they weren't quite sure who it was and there was maybe Origi was maybe thought they could have got him in earlier but the only way they were getting him is if they left them stay out and alone but I think realistic targets again Cavani big powerhouse of a centre forward if you want to look at a fellow who can run through players he's very, he's very much in that side and he's a real goal scorer I know people disagree and say they're not realistic targets, but you know, 40 to 45 million euro on the table to the likes of PSG where Cavani's unhappy or to Napoli, and they would have t- given those it. Champions League football. Yeah, and the same, like, you, could, you, could, you could make the argument you try to get in, you maybe you try to get your man Elba Miang from, from Borussia Dortmund as well. You know, he's glad you said his name. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of him, very similar, but like he can play wide in, 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 in a front three, he can play off, he can play as a 10. You know, that, that style of, 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 of top bracket footballer. You put thirty million down in front of Dortmund, and I said he would have sold, sold at that price. But Dave, do you any more um, close to home shirts? <laughs> <laughs> well, is this kid at West Brom? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think that I mean I, I actually we've debated transfers a lot on the pod, and I disagree with uh, Phil on. I wouldn't have bought anyone. In terms of not anyone, but I wouldn't have bought. Uh, <laughs> I would have kept the money. Went <laughs> on a mad holiday. Yeah. <laughs> so hindsight, right, says that you maybe don't sign Lamb, but sign Balotelli as your plan B, and then I would have bought another wide player. I would have bought Draxler or something like that. I always felt that Rogers' preferred <coughs> formation has Sturridge. You know, for anything says Sturridge up front on his own, and two players playing as rotating forwards with him and then a rotating midfield. I think he likes a lot of movement. I think the idea of two up front is not something he's comfortable with. I think that also inherent in the question, there's like, who would we sign? And then who is it ever realistic that the club were ever likely to look at? And, you know, we don't have a history of going and buying at the top end of the market, established senior players over 26. We don't buy that. Rogers doesn't buy that type of player. So then... When you start throwing all that in, you know, I like the kid from Dortmund. I think when we talked on the pod, he was a realistic one. I like Luis Muriel from Udinese. I think he was interesting. I think that type of up-and-coming uh, striker. But I would have gone, if I was putting £45 million down on the table, I would have gone for like Pogba or a midfielder. I would have just gone. If you can't get that world-class forward, which I think we were struggling to get, go and get a world-class player elsewhere. Um, but look, I'm not revising what I said. I, th- I think our summer business was really good and I stand by it. I stand by that the summer business was really good. I think, you know, some players are settled quicker than others. Time is going to tell. Balotelli is definitely the wild card, but I think we're going to need to see how he does with Sturridge. I think there were glimpses against Spurs that that, that could work. So, I mean, I think the, the point in the question is we often say on the pod that you know, we shouldn't have signed this player, we shouldn't have signed that player. And I think he's saying, well, all right, genius is who would you sign? I am acknowledging that that's a really difficult question. There isn't an easy answer. There wasn't an obvious person. I think what's interesting about Sanchez as well is that Sanchez hasn't played up front. 
you know, he's gone to Arsenal and he's played as a as a number ten or as a wide forward. Which everyone, is, everyone plays as a number ten or, or yeah. No, I know team. that. I know. But I mean, I, you know, I just think that's interesting that you know would he have played up front for us if Sturridge had got injured? Could he have done that because mm. he he struggled when he tried to do it for the two games he did it for Arsenal. So I would have gone for a wide forward rather than a striker. But I'm. I think there's more to come from Balotelli. I wouldn't be too disheartened yet. Ray, given that our heads are uh, completely wrecked by all these uh, um, options and, and permutations and the team hasn't settled yet, Carlos is always w- also wondering, should Steve Peters, the current version, go and visit himself from last year for some counselling so, <laughs> so that basically we can get our, our heads right? Because there does seem to be some sort of general kind of uh, uneasiness, doesn't there? Yeah, or you'd wonder, I don't know whether it's... I think it, in, in general it's just stemming from results. I think we... Yeah. we, we you know, we're probably as fans and the team themselves, we're probably just expecting us to kick on a little bit from last year. We're hoping. I know the big man left, and you know, um, we knew we were going to struggle. Maybe that end of the pitch, but we weren't expecting such a dip that that we've seen. And it's it, it's it's affecting the players. I know about getting in their head. Results will change that definitely. It's a confidence game. We string a few results together, and I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll be okay. Well, Steve Peters, I know Steve Peters basically. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But, uh, well, I think it's interesting that Steve Peters was talked about so much last year, mm. and there's no real talk about him this year. Why is that though? He's getting about 20 million to take a holiday after dealing with Suarez. You know what's happened, don't you? Enrique has fucking broken him. <laughs> That's what it is. Enrique, Enrique has, has him locked Steve in a room or Peters. left him in the safari when he was when he was taking the monkey out for a spin in the morning. <laughs> you know that bit in The Sopranos where Melfi has to go on the lamb after... <laughs> That's what Peters has got. He did a session where he's in a motel going, don't give that my bastard. Ever, <laughs> ever. 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 He's got the blinds pulled. He's got Enrique's just sending him naked selfies. Come, <laughs> come back, Steve. Come back. <laughs> Miss you. It's all okay. Do you want to play FIFA? <laughs> uh, look, I think Peters' influence was always overstated last season and it's probably been understated this season. You know, the players that he's had the biggest impact on are the likes of Gerard, the likes of Stevie, Anderson, yeah. who still say, that he's been a significant part of their uh, their progress, and then tragically, Stevie had the most traumatic period of his career ever yeah. at the end of the season. But also playing for Roy Hodgson in the World Cup, uh, like yeah, at the end of our season too. Yeah, yeah. But also Rogers himself, and and I think that's where the Peters thing gets underplayed is that actually he's there to support the manager. And I think to be fair to Rogers, you know, he he is able to deal on the whole with. You know the pressure, the job, but if that's helping him do it, then look, I'm all for it. Uh, slight change of tag, Paul. After yesterday's OG fest, um, Sam is wondering. Sam McGuire is wondering what's the best or worst or whatever you want to look at on goal that you've ever seen. Um, there was that one they used to dig up on match of the day. Remember any time there was a goal, an own goal scored, they dug up for I think it was from the lower leagues. And I mean, like a cross comes in and this fella leathers it in the top <laughs> corner. Virginie it, style, as good as that? Yeah, it was, it was close to the goal, but it was way more powerful. Like, right. Because <laughs> the ball kind of gets crossed in. I think there's a little bit of pinball and it drops in front of your man and like the violence of the swing. <laughs> it just goes straight up into the top corner. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. absolutely brilliant. I think they used to like... I think it was a match of the day you used to eat the being on guys like well it doesn't beat this so and they like dig it up again yeah. it was brilliant Dewey scored a bullet of an own goal as well didn't he <laughs> Ian Dewey didn't he a, a bullet of an own goal one time yeah buried it right yeah. in the top corner like, I seem to recall that his own goal against Chelsea 
Oh. I've never wanted to kill a player so much in my life. <laughs> Honest to God. I mean, I knew you meant to feel, usually feel sorry for players when they score an own goal because they, you know, they usually don't mean it. Colos last but year I was my moment of that, like that. The, well, the, Colos the lovely, is actually very curly one, yeah. His reaction afterwards when he's looking at the ground is yeah, well, like, yeah. what happened? Yeah. <laughs> 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 and he, he does this thing where he looks at God going, what are you doing to me? <laughs> you, doing? you said there was no need to be upset. Yeah, Best yeah. dog I've ever seen was scored against me. Oh, go on then. I swear to God, it was good. Macca, he, he'd been over with Colchester and he came back and we're playing into a breeze. Now, this was like a hurricane breeze, right? And I moved up and uh, was on, probably on the edge of the 18 yard line. He was about 30 yards out, right? And he went to play a cross field diagonal. And I swear to God, it took off, right? Left back, going across, aiming to go across diagonal into their half, right? Hit it up, got caught in the breeze came back around, right? <laughs> and started heading back towards the goal. <laughs> I just looked at him and went, oh no. <laughs> and just watched the sail and it went in the top corner. <laughs> I just turned. Well, no giving out, I just had a break in my heart laughing. Right? Literally, like, even our own manager was just like, oh, for fuck's sake, can we just call this off now at this stage? It was not going to happen today. <laughs> Remember Frank Sinclair that played for Chelsea? Oh, he used to score. Oh. Yeah, and it was way more variety. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Richard Dunn does the same kind of stumble and fall into the goal every, yeah, yeah, yeah. every goal this fella had headers he had one where he, was like, he, was header, Leicester. He, he had one for Leicester as well where he's near the halfway line and he turned around I think Ian Walker was in the <laughs> at this stage and he, he tried to pass back to him but he did this big ridiculous curl pass yeah, straight yeah. around it was a beautiful finish like <laughs> maybe that was and the, do you remember Lee Dixon in the oh early Lee 90s? Dixon when he chipped Seaman yeah. oh my god what and a it, goal that is <coughs> what about the one that was doing the rounds it was a, it was a keeper I think it was in, uh, in Arabia uh, Saudi Arabia or somewhere where he basically he's on the six yard box and he throws the ball spectacularly yeah. aggressively <laughs> into his own net because he like he gets the spin wrong and he just ends up fucking <laughs> it directly into his own net it's Beautiful. Thankfully, I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> I've done mad things, but never. What's funny about the Richard Dunn goal on Sunday is if you watch like him after the goal, he turns to the defender next to him and tugs his ears as if to say, you know, give me a shout there. Like, you kicked the ball in your own net. What am I going to say? Don't. I still don't know. I still, I know, I know he was torn off and everything in terms of what was going on, right? But I still have no idea what he was trying to do. Like, what the fuck? Like, like, like? Even the leg motion is just a straight motion towards, actually, best dog. Go on. The goalkeeper off Gibraltar. Against oh, Ireland. Oh, that was a joke. That was outrageous. That was, that was like somebody took a hold of him as a, as a PlayStation 3 controller in the, in the fucking crowd and just went whack. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> His defenders yeah. just looking at me. Oh, the poor bastard. He got taken oh, off after that. Yeah, straight off. On Sunday, Colker's face was brilliant. You know, as soon as he touched yeah. the ball, he said, like, no! No, 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 no. <laughs> Take that, you bastard. It was brilliant. Everyone feeling sorry for uh, God. He's a twat. No, drink those tears up. <laughs> He's a Swansea player who went to Captain Cardiff, so he can go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> Prick. I don't understand that shit. <laughs> oh, Welsh aggression. Right, Pierce Sloan uh, wonders if Liverpool are ice creams, what player would be what ice cream? He says he reckons t- Coutinho's a tangle twister. Mm. Mm. Any shouts here? Oh, you have me list. Do you want to hear me list? This might be Irish audiences only, though, because I've Go gone on, down yeah. the HB route and I was in the walls in the UK or something. Okay, at number one. And if HB wants to see Patrick Iceberger. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. No, he's not. Oh, he's not doing this. This is embarrassing. Maxi Twist Rodriguez. Oh, wonderful. Play for the wonderful. last one. Jose loop the loop Enrique we having that lunatic loop the loop yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have that that, that was my only one Simon concede corner ends up in the netto 
Coroner Neto. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Ray. And you oh. actually prepared this. Oh, you boy. sat down this and, dead, so and read that back yourself. That's right there. Yeah, day tripper homework. Oh. <laughs> day tripper homework right there. You needed to use ink for that. <laughs> uh, he ran out of crayons. <laughs> we'll finish up with two. First one's from Paul. Paul says, if you could have something named after you as a memorial, what would you choose? Like uh, a school or a park or a building? Anfield. <laughs> the Dave, the Dave, the Dave Thomas, Thomas Anfield. Anfield. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Any other shouts on this? The DT Arena. The, the DT Ooh. Arena. Oh, yeah. That was because your man, the, the Detox, and Wigan that named like, himself yeah, after yeah. 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 the DWC. DW. Because yeah. yeah. Dave Whelan doesn't love himself enough. No. No, What's the story with that? Was it in a cup final? Way. Last one's from Philip Murray, and Philip wonders. Who do you think would be the best lover at Liverpool? Quizzical looks. Oh, God, it has oh. to be a great challenge, doesn't it? I don't know. I think that's a bit of an easy shout there, right? Oh, but, it's but a lazy it's shout. A it's lazy it's shout by you, right? Ridiculously good looking cunt. So, so, <laughs> so it's, it's a lazy shout, right? Yeah. Best lover at Liverpool. Yeah. Depends on what you're into. It's going to have to be someone like you. you you've had the Hendo chef. Yeah, but the Hendo chef would right, okay, go all okay, night. If you're okay, into, in, yeah. into longevity, then it's Hendo all night. Yeah. He's like the, the Jurassic rabbit on top of you. <laughs> I'd say I'd, I'd, have gone, I'd, I'd have gone for a Derek Hoyt before he was before he left. S- similar like, reasons? No, just because he's ugly. He'd probably, have to be, <laughs> he'd probably have to be a considerate lover, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that <laughs> show. I was waiting for that <laughs> show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skirtle now, Skirtle, you'd be scared of Skirtle, and it wouldn't be anything like you're expecting at all. <laughs> be all gentle yeah. and huggy and lovely. And like, do, no, do, no. What, the way you're talking Hands about this is like you've considered <laughs> Skirtle and you huh? in the situation you have, haven't you? There? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we finished with some admin. Um, Irish listeners who like their football should come and play it here at Astro Park. You can book your pitch time and your games at astropark.ie on our website, that's lfcdaytrippers.com. Uh, we have some fantastic articles, as per usual. Um, really, really good writers on there. Get on and have a look. Uh, our day trip on November the 1st, we'll be joining in with a lot of Liverpool fans from all over the country who are heading to Waterford for an overnighter in the Dooley Hotel. Um, we're going to be there and we'll be doing a bit of recording. And we're looking forward to that. Uh, so if you want to get involved, get in touch with YNWA Irish Reds. We'd like to thank those same lads for hosting us uh, in the Stone Boat on Sunday. Fantastic occasion, and we're looking forward to a return visit. More details on that soon. Your day trippers tonight were Dave Thomas, Ray Brady, Paul Brennan, Phil Casey, and myself, Trev Downey. That's there. Lads. Mm. Yeah. So, oh, is he like fair? Like, was he just. Is he fit? Yeah. He, he was dropped. But hopefully that's because they haven't won I in Madrid. Right? <laughs> Right, guys? Really? That's what Joseph's waiting Fuck off. How did Emery Khan do? Let's move along with that one. All right. So, let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the Stretch and Flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? 
it's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.